Hello and welcome to the Mastin Kip Podcast. I'm your host, Mastin Kip, and I am the creator of Functional Life Coaching, where we discover the root cause emotional blocks that are holding you back from success. And I'm also the creator of Trauma Hacking, helping you turning your nervous system into your ally, and the best-selling author of the book, Claim Your Power, and also a trauma survivor advocate. And this podcast is from my heart to yours. I'm going to share with you all kinds of different things, uh, different coaching uh, experiences that I've had with people, um, different parts of my life, maybe an excerpt from a seminar, different interviews with friends and thought leaders, all about how to get unstuck, how to hack your nervous system, how to turn your nervous system into your ally and really get the edge so that you can really live your dreams, uh, live your purpose, and most importantly, pay it forward. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. One favor I have for you is this. If you love this podcast, remember to subscribe to it. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave a review because reviews really matter, helps us spread the word and helps other people really discover this podcast. So if this was valuable to you, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really strikes you as an aha moment, shoot us an email to hello at mastinkip.com. Tell us which episode it was and about what time, uh, the breakthrough was in the episode so that we can really know because I'd love to hear from you what your aha moments are. I love hearing that and my team loves hearing that too. So without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Mass and Kip podcast. Because here's the thing, you could even start a business, but if you start the wrong business, you won't love doing it. Who follows? Does it make sense? Who wants to start a soul-sucking business? that, right? So part of that is that self-awareness piece. And now the attachment stuff is starting to create a lot of clarity. Do you see that? Now, the thing about attachment, what's in here? I'm just want curious what you got. It's very inflammatory, I see. Any kale? Is there kale in here? Just kidding. It's fine. <laughs> just never know. What? Just kidding. Just say if you're paying attention. So the thing about attachment is that if we attach to a primary caregiver, which we all do, depending on who that person is and the quality of that attachment determines how we show up and how we end up until you realize it. And then neuroplasticity teaches us what? You can change that shit. Neuro, what does neuroplasticity mean? Plastic, nervous, is your nervous system Plastic. No, it's flexible. It can change. Epigenetics means you can turn genes on and off. Okay? So what we're learning is how you were born doesn't have to be how you are. So fucking cool. Right? Before, it was just like, this is how it is. Right? Now, we only have 20,000 human genes, but you can change microbial diversity in your gut and have a whole different emotional experience. 80% of all of the neurotransmitters that are produced in the gut. You change your diet, get a, you know, have a leaky gut, and you get a healthy gut eat the right foods, you'll feel great, right? So we know this through neuroplasticity. So you can't change your genes, but you can change how your genes express, which is sort of what they're doing. And you can also not only change the microbial genetics in your body, but how they express too. All that means that how you are doesn't mean, doesn't have to stay that way. And same thing, neural pathways can be created in the body. You can build more myelin pathways too, create new habits and shit. You can teach an old dog new tricks. He just needs a healthy diet, a clean gut, and some essential fatty acids, and then a good environment to co-regulate with. And so if we have attachment patterns that become maladaptive, meaning that we're coping, 
we can minimize what's unique about us to fit in. Let's get the slides up. So what makes you unique? I get to fill in blanks now. Yes. I love how much you guys get to fill in the blank. I know how that feels. Like, what's the, make, what makes you tick? Uh, what makes you unique? Experiences? What else? Story? Yes. What else? Perspective? Yes. Ah. Say what? Personality? Sure. But here's what's interesting. And let me show you the difference. I think it's your gifts. Absolutely. Something you're intrinsically born with. Because here's the thing. Your personality can be adapted to not express your gifts. Personality is fluid. Some people have more than one. Some people in here. (laughs) Multiple personalities is like different emotional states and stuff. So what makes you unique is your gift. And what's interesting is when you have a primary attachment pattern that doesn't celebrate your gift, you shut it down. Or you don't realize it's a gift. And you get strengths and stuff. It looks like don't be a painter. Be a fucking tax accountant. Got to pay bills and shit. And that is a good advice, kind of. But do you want to know why so many parents are like, get a job and don't do the stuff that comes naturally and is playful to you? Do you want to know why? Because they're all fucking assholes. That's why. No, not at all. They want you to be safe. Exactly. And here's the thing, guys. We have to acknowledge something so the context is correct. We are living in the echo of a post-depression World War II trauma. Psychotherapy skyrocketed after World War II. All the healing modalities skyrocketed after World War II. Why? Because everyone's all fucked up from war. War fucks people up bad. Real bad. Families are separated. People are dying, coming back, injured, being away for periods of time. All kinds of stuff. War is very not good. Okay? And from a trauma perspective, there's, there's a lot of people who still live with the echo of that trauma. We are included in that. And right before World War II, what was that? 1929, what happened? The stock market crashed and the Great Depression came in. So we have to understand that the people that gave us information, like our parents and grandparents, were recovering from the Great Depression and World War II. So from the perspective of the Great Depression, if that's your mindset... Does it make sense to get a job? You're lucky to have a fucking job. You're lucky to have food. Doesn't matter if you're gluten free or not. It's food. Now, the food was probably more gluten free back then because it wasn't all fucked up like it is today. But the whole point is, is that from the context of the Great Depression, get a job, stay in school, get good grades, makes total sense. Makes total sense. And same thing from World War II. It makes total sense. It's like, it's like economic trauma and then huge world trauma. We fucking dropped nuclear bombs on people. Super traumatizing. That changed the world consciousness. There's the post and pre-nuclear era. And people don't fuck around as much post-nuclear. <laughs> right? It's scary. And so when you're getting this advice around, you know what? Get a job. Get good grades. That's not bad advice in the context of the Great Depression. In the context of 2018, it's shitty advice. 
Because half the shit that people are studying in college right now, if you're a freshman today, that by the time you graduate in four or six years, the shit you learned is obsolete almost. Right? So the whole idea is, is that it's 2018. It's almost 100 years later. You think some shit is different now than 100 years ago? What's different? Fucking everything. Right? There's no Instagram back then. Thank God. Can you imagine? No. Awful. Right? There's so many things that are different. Instant connection, building businesses, feminine and female empowerment, diversity. 2040-ish is when white people will no longer be the majority-ish. It'll be a good day because diversity is so important. Everything is different, yet we're operating like it's not. So when you look at the advice of someone who says, get a job, thank them for that perspective and then defy it because today... We got people who are like under the age of 20 making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year playing fucking video games. Video games. And you told them not to. Bad idea. They could be paying your fucking mortgage right now. <laughs> who follows? This makes sense? Right? When I first, when I had my first $5,000 like amount come in, someone paid in full for a retreat, I sat there and I was like, it just came in. I was like, so confused like that. It's supposed to be like direct deposit from my employer and the fuck is that's going in my bank account. Like it hit me. You know? And then two more came in. Bink, bink. Like, Whoa! 15,000. I was like, ah. I for sure thought somebody was going to come arrest me. Some, like the FBI, police, CIA. I was like, there's no way I'm allowed to do this. Fucking crazy. Look. 15, ah, right? And then we sold like 17 more in two days. I was like, oh my God, what the f-? Multiply 20 times 5,000. What is that? How much is it? It's $100,000 in like seven or eight days. I was like, what the f-? I was like, does it actually go in my account? Does it, does it go in there? Like, or does it like go somewhere else? Because I'm not used to this shit, right? And then I was like, wow, we sold that retreat out? Let's do two more. We asked two more, sold them out in a month. 20 each. 60 people times 5,000. Do the math. Yeah, I'm sitting here like, well, that's the most I've ever done. Wait a minute. Do I have to deliver this stuff too? (laughs) Can't I just go about my merry way? It's like, oh, the avoidant pattern kicked in. Now, I did three back-to-back retreats, seven days each, 21 days, wiped myself out, never do that again, went to Maui, never saw the beach, won't do that again. But it was a paradigm shift for me. And I started to realize, like, first of all, no one came to arrest me. That was cool. The money went into our bank account, also cool. People showed up, amazing, and they got a transformation, amazing. It was incredible. It was everything that I was scared it wasn't going to be. It was awesome. It was perfect. And so the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because it's not about revenue from a job. It's just about revenue. And you can get paid for who you are today. That wasn't the case in 1929 or 1942, right? We have Remembrance Day to remember, but we don't have to act like it in our business. It's important to understand that because the people that are giving us this advice, they went through that. But guess what? Why did they go through that? So that we can do this shit. 
This is the legacy they left us. Thank God. They didn't, I don't think they went through it so that their future generations could have it the same as them. I think they wanted to be better. What do you think? So let's make it better. How's that sound? Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this and hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.